Welcome back to episode 43 of the Split the Scene podcast. Uh, for you listeners, that is not going to sound anything weird because the last episode for you was 42. Technically, if we're going off what we'll call this director's cut, uh, this is episode 44 uh, in a way. But uh, alas, you know, storage is storage is a pain in the world of computers. So that's all I'll say. Anyways, gentlemen, we are now officially approaching the best season, like like season sports, 100%. Of sports and of just just like the world, I, I'm I mean fall is goaded, so <laughs> I agree. Just throwing that well, out there only because of football. That's all I need in life to make me happy. I mean, you got football, you have you know your favorite host's birthday, and then you have Halloween. I mean, and also it's like the prettiest one. So there's like a bunch in there. My birthday already passed, so mine's coming up soon too. Got a couple months. Okay, fair. Okay, fair enough. Anyways, gentlemen, we're going to be September. Yeah, September means a lot of great things for sports. And for the first thing that means we're going to start with baseball, which is, you know, the hunt for red October, because we're in the final month of baseball. I think we have about 28 games, like 28 to 30 games, depending on which team in, in the MLB is at. Uh, so it's 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 getting the crunch time here and uh that means we're going to throw out some power rankings uh and that will basically tell you who we think will make the playoffs in a way well no i don't think it will actually cuz we'll do that later on but we will be doing power rankings i think the last time we did power rankings was gosh was it pre all-star break or did we it was pre trade deadline pre dread trade deadline okay so a little later than i was thinking uh so i guess we'll just kick this thing off um can we just like get the obvious one out of the way? I mean, there's nobody we put right now. I mean, it's an NL West team, but I figure we're all going to have the same one based off of oh, how they've been the Dodgers. Recently. Yeah, it's the Dodgers. Yeah, okay. And it is. Do we not all have an NL West team second? I don't know. Really? Oh, interesting. No. I put the Giants at two. I think they're the two best teams in baseball right now. I mean, I still don't get how the Giants are good. They shouldn't be good. Everyone on that team is having a good year, and they just still haven't regressed back to where they should be. But oh, they're playing like the second-best team in baseball right now. They were playing like the first for a while, but Dodgers started to get hot. They're bumped oh, down no, number wait. two. That could wait, no, yeah. The Giants aren't my second team either, I just realized. Sorry. I looked at, I looked at some They stuff. are? They are not. I have a different yeah. team. I'm the only one. I, I have the Tampa Bay Rays. Who went twenty and six in August? So yeah, uh, I have the yeah. Rays at number two as well. Let's go, Dom. They have the best Rays record in the American League. Team. I have Rays I, at three. I think that's fine. Then, I mean, I no one's gonna, no one's gonna, no one's gonna tell you you're wrong because those three teams are all separated by one game. Yeah, and I assume you both put the Giants third. Yes, I did not. No, really? what? Would no, you put the Brewers. No, I have the Brewers at four. Don't. You guys know how high I've been on the Astros all year. And um, I think they have the best lineup in baseball. I think they have a really solid starting pitching staff. And they also have a very dependable rotation. So I have the Astros at three, Brewers at four. And then I have Giants at five. Wow. I think that's Giants crazy. at five. Okay. Uh, I guess we just They've start- had the best record in baseball for the majority of the year. That's fine. I don't think they're going to end up with the fourth, I think by the, when it's all said and done, I think they end up with the fourth record, fourth best record in baseball. I think the Astros are probably right behind them, but uh, yeah, the power rankings, you're asking me to rank who I think is the best teams. I think that those four teams I mentioned in front of the giants are better than them. It's also the element of how you think they're playing now. And this is probably 
what arguably the worst the Giants have looked the entire season. I mean, it's you could their argue- first four game losing streak of the entire year. Yeah, so wow. I mean, like power rankings, and you, they won. They won on Thursday. Bias. Yeah, so you're supposed to be a little recency biases coming into it, and I can definitely see how that is. I'll just rattle off mine. So I had, I had the Giants three, and then I had the Brewers four. And then I had the Astros five. So that's mine. I, I had those teams. Those are my top. I feel like we're all going to have those top five teams. I don't know. Josh might not have the Astros. No, I, I went a little bit different. I went the with White Sox, Dodgers, Giants, Rays, top three. I put the White Sox at four. I'm sticking with it. I think they're still going to win the World Series. I think they got a great bullpen in the back end with Kimbrell and Hendricks there. And I just trust this team come October. I've said it for a long time and I'm going to stick with it. I put the White Sox at four. I had Astros at five and Brewers six. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Brewers know at six. Tweet. I don't know about that. Tweet. Huh. That's that's. I think that's the Astros lovely. are better than the Brewers as well. Mm, mm, mm. I think they are just because I know that their uh, their path to victory is a lot stronger than Brewers, just because they can win with the bats. I don't think the Brewers can. I don't know. I mean, the Brewers have a better record in a, in a tougher division than the White Sox do right now. So their, their division ain't that tough either. <laughs> it's it's not the easiest. They have three games above three teams above five hundred in that division. Two of them yeah. are fighting for playoffs. That yeah. division is way tougher than the AL Central. The second yeah. place team in the AL Central. Oh, the Indians are above five hundred. Okay, they've won four straight though. I didn't even realize that. And then the Tigers are sixty three and seventy two. So. Um, I mean, I guess we can call it both divisions a wash, but yeah, I mean, numbers don't lie. Uh, I think it's a little low for, that's a little too low for the Brewers. It's a little disrespectful to be honest with you, but I think that's just because you're, yeah, I know you like the white Sox. (laughs) That's fine. A lot of people, I'm not going to change it. A lot of people like the white Sox, but I don't think you should use, you should use your, your future calls as reasons to power rank, but. That's that's just me. I 100 percent do. I think it's where where do I see these teams lining up by the years end? I still think the White Sox could win the World Series. I'm still confident in them. I I think I predicted them to make it and lose to the Dodgers, if I remember it correctly. But I, I still think they could win the American League and challenge the Dodgers. Absolutely. All right. So where are we at then here? We're with who I've given my top five. Where have you I've got, given my you top six? Okay, Dom, are you? You mean I have, I have the White Sox at six, and I already get my top five. I mean the White Sox. I think okay. their starting rotation is starting to show some cracks. I mean Lance Lynn is still pretty solid, but he's definitely faded a little bit since the All Star break. Giolito has definitely faded since the sticky substance ban. Uh, his fastball has definitely shown to be less effective. Rodon's been good. Dallas Keuchel's been really bad as of late. I just don't think they have that fourth guy. And some of their guys in the top three, I'm not sure I'd fully trust pitching in the playoffs because they haven't really done it a lot in the past. Their bullpen is really good. Uh, I know that Hendricks and Kimbrell, once they get there, are going to be good, but they haven't been as a good. They haven't been good as of late. Um, their lineup is obviously one of the best in the league. So, but uh, I think they're the sixth best team in baseball right now. You know, I went back and forth on this for a little bit. If mm. Because I could honestly justify putting what has been one of the hottest teams in August, and honestly, an honestly hotter team in August than uh, than the White Sox, which is the Yankees. But I'm I'm gonna keep the White Sox at six. The Yankees are my seven though, because boy, mine as well. What a what a what an absolute comeback for these guys. 
I mean, I told you those guys would turn around. They hadn't had their good stretch of baseball yet. And neither had the Braves. Now I didn't expect the Braves to have theirs because they lost their second best player in Ronald Lacuna jr. But uh, the Yankees, they turn it around and some of the guys they acquired at the trade deadline aren't even the guys who have been like really contributing. They, they add some depth in that lineup, but you've seen Voight turn it around. Aaron judge is probably going to finish third in the AL MVP race. You know, Giancarlo Stanton has been hot. They're just a really good team. Their pitching staff is still very fraudulent. That's why we all have them here at number seven, but really talented team that's turning it around. Yeah. Boy, Stanton been mashing baseballs. It's, it's crazy. This, this, this guy was when he's pumping him out. healthy and at his best, like no one hits the ball as hard as that guy. And it's nope. not even close. Nope. Not close. Uh, I close at saw all. some stat about it. And Dom will probably know. So correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was since the Statcast era began, he has like six of the seven hardest hit balls or something like that. It's yes, unbelievable. And the other one was the Manny Machado home run this past week, or er, really? against the Phillies. There against the Phillies. He He's he, he, he really had is. a he had a he had a single earlier this year that went 119 miles per hour. <laughs> Insane. Like imagine uh, so. that ball getting hit at you. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't want to. the TV was playing. It was, it was hit right in the gap, but yeah. Like, <laughs> can you imagine trying to field that from the infield? If that was smacked to you, jeez, I can't even. Nope. Um, but yeah, so they, they are my, they are my seven. Um, have you guys, they're also, are there all of our seven? Yes. Josh is. Seven. Yeah. I think okay. it was a very clear top seven. And then I think you could name a couple of teams argue, here for your eight, nine and 10. You could fire off a lot of people. Easily. Who do we got at eight? Who do you guys think? I have the Braves I, here. Yeah, I have eight. the Braves as well. They've been way I, too I hot. I didn't even put the Braves in my top ten, to be honest with you. And like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna say you're wrong because that because there are one, two, three other teams that have better records than them. So if, if I don't even think you're wrong. A half ago, they probably would have been my eight, but not now. I, I don't know how a week and a half would have changed it. They went 18 and eight in August. If you're doing power rankings, they, they should they definitely had be in the top 10. Tough stretch the last week or so against the Yankees, Giants, and Dodgers, and they weren't playing that great. That was, I think that was a bit longer ago, but. No, they the, just finished with the Dodgers on, I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. They're four and six in their last 10. Yeah. And they right. have 18 and eight. How big of a division lead over the Phillies? Two. Two, two games. Now. Or two. That's yeah, two. They won two. last two. night, right? They did win last night. I don't know. 18 and 8 in August gets you on a power rankings if you're going to do them. Four uh, and six in the last 10. So I will I will give them the A spot. They certainly deserve it. As, my my A spot went fan. to Oakland. Okay. I have I them at Oakland's nine. playing well. Well, they uh, saved their season. Team. What's up, Dom? They saved their season against the Yankees because it was looking bad. Absolutely. And they found a way to scrape across two wins after the Yankees had won 13 straight to split that series. If they didn't win those last two, who knows where Oakland would be right now because their talented team, obviously that suspension of Ramon Liriano at the end of the, uh, at the beginning of August has hurt their offense a little bit, but Starling Marte has been so good for them in Oakland. He's been unbelievable. He's making himself a lot of money this off season. And we all know that Oakland's not going to pay him that money, but Matt Jabin's been turning it around. Uh, they've just been a fairly solid team. I have them at nine. I think you putting them at eight is reasonable. All right, so Josh, who do you have at nine then? Who do I have at nine? Let's see. I went with Cincinnati. I think they've been playing well. I really like 
the chemistry they have. I think Castellanos is obviously having a great year. I love walking Jonathan India. I think he's a really talented player who's going to have a great career. And I think this is a team that I would not want to see in the playoffs at all. Uh, so Oakland's my nine. Tommy, they were your nine as well? Yeah, I had Oakland at nine. All right. And then I had the Reds at 10. The Reds, they have one of the best offenses in the league. They're a team I would want to see in the playoffs, though, just because their pitching staff is definitely one of the worst in all of baseball. But uh, if you don't pitch well to them, if you don't have your stuff going, it's going to be rough. And it's not the one guy that you didn't mention was Joey Votto. Joey Votto has been unbelievable this year. He still bangs. Uh, He's taken a more relaxed track was awesome. I'm going to start hitting home runs. You know uh-huh. what? Yeah. You know what? I'm That's all it takes. Just try to hit home runs and you'll start hitting them. He's taken a more relaxed approach at the plate and it's really worked out for him this year. <clears throat> and the Potters fan in me is just praying that he uh, begins to fall off because if he doesn't, I think the Reds are easily going to finish in front of the Padres, whether or not they get that playoff spot. Uh, it just sucks the, how the so, Padres aren't in the top 10. Yeah. they're. I mean, Reds are my 10 too. I saw a funny video. I, I actually did put the Padres at 10. I, they still have a ton of talent. I don't yeah. like the Braves, and I thought that was the right spot for him. I don't know how in the month of August you put the they're Braves four and over six the in their Padres. Last end. What are you talking about? The Padres aren't in the playoffs right now. <laughs> okay, the Braves are only in the playoffs because they're playing in the worst division in baseball. The, the, that, this is not the worst division in baseball. Mm, I don't know about that. It's not. It's the, it's, it's, the, it's the it's the it's the second worst. That's just that's just gross. I don't I don't know how you do that. But regardless, what was I going to say? Oh, I saw a funny YouTube video the other day. It was uh, it was um, every single time Joey Votto is popped out to the first baseman. Do you know? I know how long the video is in his career, by the way. It's, it's probably like zero ten seconds because it's he popped up one time to the first baseman one yeah. time. Oh, really? It's ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. It when did that happen? This was year. that recently? Yeah. It was, I think, two years ago. I think. I remember seeing a stat that he had never popped up to the first baseman and thinking that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. He's done it one time. He doesn't really? try to pull the ball. It's Smart crazy. Man. All right. Well, I mean, that rounds out. I think that does top 10. Is there, is that power rankings? Is there, um, I do want to, I do want to say something about the power rankings because with with the time of year we're at, you could assume that our power rankings are who you we think uh, who we think are going to be in the in the postseason, um, which is a safe assumption if you're listening. But that is not necessarily the case for me because when it comes to the Braves and the NL East and the Phillies, they don't play another team over 500 for the last 28 games we play, except for the Braves for a three-game series. So while I do think the Braves are hotter right now and probably the better overall, well, no, are the better overall team, it's the way the schedules are working out. I, I could see the Braves not making the postseason, even though I have them on eight. So I wanted to explain that because we will pick who we think are going to make the postseason probably like 10 games away from the last game. But don't take this as like our playoff picks is... That that makes sense. Then you guys understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And that might be the same for these guys too. I don't know. Yeah, but the only the one spot it applies is I think the Phillies do in the East and the Braves don't. But that's literally it. Well, there you go. Music to my ears. Uh, 
Is there uh is there anything else baseball wise we really need to talk about? Uh, um, wanna... do you want to talk about thumbs down gate or not? Oh yeah, wait, I almost forgot. You you should just let me go. <laughs> I don't mind talking about it. I have no shame in talking uh, about it. I think that I bet <laughs> a lot of people have been misinterpreting this situation. And at the end of the day, I don't love that that's what they do. And they've stopped doing it since then, of course, since this controversy. And at the end of the day, no one cares what they're doing as long as they're scoring runs. No Mets fan cares how they're celebrating if they're going to actually score runs. And they've been scoring runs recently. So no one cares. Uh, that's just the funniest that's, thing. That's man. really my thought on it. That was just the most low Mets thing, man. God. They can celebrate however they want to celebrate if they're actually scoring runs. Right. That's and so that's funny. something that like you can do and no one's going to care about, but I just don't get how they actually said that's why they were doing that. Cause Javi's an idiot. I don't know how he thought saying that to the media was a good idea. It was a really bad idea. I, I, I just want to, I just want to bring up the fact that, uh, you know, Obviously, Javi was the one who said it, but the funniest part of this, man, the funniest part is that the guy you just gave a butt ton of money to was actively doing it. And obviously under the connotation. Javi was doing it. He's Javi's best friend. What do you think he's going to do? Oh, yeah, sure. That's not true at all. Matter of the fact is the guy you're paying so much money to, not even a season in is already thumbs downing your fan base. It's going to be different when Javi's <laughs> you would never catch there. Bryce Harper doing that ever. Manny Machado would never do that. That's so funny. You'll, you'll just catch Bryce Harper bringing a title back to DC, right? I mean, that's a good rebound. I mean, I mean that's want, both your rivals. Like, yes, it's hilarious that Bryce Harper said that and it actually uh, I, happened. I still think that's the funniest thing. It's one of them. But uh, no, no, I mean, I, I thought that was really funny. But yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with that because the, the players are showing passion. They're showing that they care and they're showing that they don't like being booed by the fans, which they absolutely should not like it. The worst part was Sandy Allerson saying, these guys, I don't know what they're doing. They can't be doing that. Like, all we care about is the fans. Basically saying, you know, you guys suck. We only care about money. Like, that was that was really bad. It, it was and, almost shut up and dribble-esque. Like, it was right. And the worst part is that the statement for that was longer than the statement regarding the DUI of the Mets interim general manager. I don't get how that was possible. Acting general manager, not interim, acting. Okay. All right. Whatever. Not, not the real GM. Well, I, I made sure to clarify that he's not like the real GM. Yeah. Uh, Cause the real GM was uh, fired after it came out earlier this year that he like, you know, was a pedophile. Mm-hmm. All Mets. Um, no, the, the Zach Scott thing, my comment on that is, you know what? Good for him. He's getting his unemployment checks a month earlier. I guess that's nice for him. He was going to get fired at the end of this year. Anyway, he's not a real general manager. It's not an issue. Like he's an idiot. He's gone now. He was going to be gone anyway. It has no impact on the team whatsoever. Right. And there was, a. There was a rumor, or not a rumor, but Jeff Passan reported that there was a terrible uh, report. Terrible um, report by Jeff. Yeah, it wasn't his best. Uh, that the Mets uh, owner Steve Cohen had a uh, had a fundraiser, and that's where he was, which is true. But then uh, it was also it was later reported that the event wrapped up at I believe like nine p.m. Or nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, and, and he got and the, DUI the DUI at four like seventeen in the morning. Right, which means that he went somewhere else and was drinking, which correct. Uh, 
And Jeff was later he drinking said, at Cohen's house, probably, but he went somewhere else. Correct. Seven hours in between. You can't blame anyone in the Mets organization for this, other than Frost or whatever his name is. Zach Scott, you mean? Scott, yes. Yeah. Uh, Scott Frost was who I was thinking of. Damn it. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it, the Mets just aren't in the best place right now. They're winning baseball games right now, which is all that really matters at the end of the day at least for their organization. And uh, they're not out of it. They're only five games out of the wild card race and they're what seven games out of the division. So five they games got out on- of the division. Five. Ah, oh, you're right. I'm it's not five. even thinking about the wild card. <laughs> Lol. I'm, I'm not. I'm thinking division or bust. Well, because they're uh, it's I, probably think- going to be bust, but division or bust. Well, no, because Leo, hold on. Because in order to win the division, they just got to jump the Phillies and the Braves. If they want to win the wild card, they got to jump. The Cardinals, what, the Phillies, the Padres, no, I'm, and I'm the just, Reds. I'm just lulling the concept of Mets play base playoff baseball at this point. That, oh, it's not going to happen. I never said it would. I'm not giving up, but it's not going to happen. There's a chance. Um, so I want to quickly. I want to quickly circle back to something Dom quickly said. Dom, uh, booing players that are sucking is is the most valid thing of all time. So I don't don't dog on that, please. Right. I mean, you you have seen me boo my players all the time. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a, you, it's a part of being a fan. You know, when the guys aren't doing well, you boo them. Like, yeah. you, you boo opposing players. But no, you uh, boo, you, the you players have players. the right. They suck. The players have the right to be frustrated with the fans when they boo, but they got to keep that frustration in-house. In-house. That frustration and should also go, no, here's, not Here's the issue. The no, stop. I, I need to get this off my chest. Add your sport. The frustration needs to stay in-house. Whose job is it? To keep the players' frustration in house. Oh my God! Here we Real go. Haas, the oh. single A manager, the sing- uh, <laughs> who yes. somehow is still employed after all of this. It was so easy to after this whole thumbs down thing, scapegoat Rojas and let him go. You don't. That fire was a missed opportunity. A month before the end of the season. Absolutely. Um, Why not? It, not if you're not if you're in a race for a playoff spot like we've been talking about. You don't. Jousey can motivate this team as he steps in as manager to replace Rojas. Absolutely. When, when has a team in any professional American sport fired a head coach or general man or head person a month before play playoffs in, in contention? A, for a month before playoffs. I don't know, but I can name you plenty of examples of interim head coaches who have made a major impact and a team went deep into the playoffs. I can name you two from the past year. The, the Atlanta Hawks coach was bef- way before halfway through. The season. I, I just said that, that. it was count. way before, but yeah, it's still an interim saying. coach making a difference. That's I don't not, think the timing that's not what of it that's is not that what I told you to tell me. Of course it is. A month out? A month out. And, and it's a baseball manager, too. Yes. It's not like it's a head coach in football or NBA why or something Why has it never happened in the MLB before? I don't know. I don't exactly own ball clubs and make this decision. Oh, I think okay. it's clear. I think it's clear with the Mets that if you let Rojas go and Joust takes over, they'll be much better. I think Joust already has the clubhouse. I mean, guys are more supportive of him than they are of Rojas. I, well, I, I don't know. But how, how would you know that? You just said you're not in the in the clubhouse. You're not I running. I hear ballpark, what they say post game to the media. I hear the things they say about Dave Joust and how much they talk good things about him. And I think he'd be better as the manager of this team. So you're you're making an assumption jump is that's what's going on here. 
No, I, I hear what the players say about him and I hear what the players say about mm-hmm. Rojas. And I know okay. enough about the two guys to make an informed decision. An assumption. <laughs> there you go. That's what it. sports is. I'm just, uh, I'm we're just not making, there. I mean, that's I'm what every decision just, we're making is. I'm just saying, that's all I needed to hear you say. That's, you said that's okay. not what you're doing at first. So uh, That's right. what every sports decision is from people like us. <laughs> that 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 will uh then i don't know why you didn't admit it so uh that will be because it's Mets. a known fact that, that will be the the baseball segment i guess i don't really know is there anything else dom do you want to be sad about your padres for a bit or i mean i can the padres <laughs> they're they're down bad they've been down bad for about three weeks now ever since i came out here to arizona literally the day i drove out to arizona was when things started to go bad i remember sitting or standing at Petco Park with Leo and our friend Frank uh, on a three game winning streak that was later extended to four that night saying, I still think the Potters are going to win the world series. I think this team's offense is starting to get it going. I Starting agree. pitching staff is fine. Cause at that point you Darvish was still healthy. Um, and ever since then, the offense has basically fallen apart. The Potters are now out of a playoff spot because the Potters after that night were four and a half games in front of the Reds coming out to Arizona for a four game series. And they also had another game against the Miami Marlins. It just, things went so poorly uh, ever since that day. And now the Padres have the toughest remaining schedule in baseball. And they are given the 25% chance to make the playoffs. So they got a lot of work ahead in them. But Can I ask you a question? Um, what do you think the offseason fix is for this team? If there is one. Well, I mean, I think, I think part of it is just because Tatis was injured. Um I mean, I think you can equate some of it to injuries. Like yeah. they they weren't able to adjust from the injuries, which is part of baseball because injuries happen. Like there's no other way around it. The Dodgers have had a ton of injuries, but guess what? They've been able to respond from them. The Potters haven't. They came into the season with seven guys that they thought could start for them this year. They went, you Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, Chris Paddock, Adrian Marhone, Denelson Lamette. Mackenzie Gore, Ryan Weathers too. So eight out of those guys, did also the Mets hurt Blake Snell for the most part has stunk has been really, really good as of late. He very well could have won August pitcher of the month. Joe Musgrove has been really good. Paddock had been hurt during that bad stretch. Darvish got hurt during that bad stretch. Like it just didn't go well. It happens. I think this team has a multi-year window and that this was just year one or two, depending on whether or not you wanted to put your one of the window in 2020. So I don't think there really needs to be that big of changes, but um, it just sucks because this team is way too talented to be 71 and 63 at this point. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't say the window started in 2020. I think that was just like the, you know, miracle run, the catapult year zero year zero. Yeah. Cause they, they were definitely fading over the last week and a half of the season. So, and it was yeah. only 60 games. Yeah, I um I've I've been on record saying this for a while in this season, but I still firmly believe the real title run year was always 2022. I've uh, been saying it for a long time. Yeah. So I, I that's always where I've been at with it. Uh this is but just an unfortunate year. You really don't need to like the, the thing it, to me that either. makes me hesitant about saying 2022 is the title year, though. That was with the expectation that they'd get some playoff experience this year. Which makes me a little more hesitant I mean, to say 2022 is the they, year. I mean, they had it in 2020. I don't know if that's enough. Okay. That Nats team didn't have a ton of playoff experience and they At were all. still able to. Yeah. That's true. But that Nats team was just magic. Like it wasn't, 
just everyone was pure talent, like the Padres are being one of the best teams in baseball for a long time. They just got really hot for a few months and stayed really hot for a good amount of time and long enough to win the World Series. It's true. That's one way to look at it. I, I wouldn't say they were the best team in baseball that year. I would say they were the hottest team in baseball when you need to be hot. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's definitely true. Yeah, but I, I just don't, Tom, I just don't think you need to, I mean, obviously you're a much greater baseball mind compared to me, but my thought process here is you really don't need to do much different. I mean, you, you'll have Gore come right. up, you'll have Tatis fully healthy. And I mean, you had one of the, you, I mean, can I, is this, this might be true. That was, the, this is the best year of Manny Machado as a Padre. On, last right? year. Last, last year, year he was better. better. Oh, hundred. he was an MVP finalist last year. Oh, okay. Whoops. I mean, okay. You have consistent great years from Manny Machado now because this year was also right. very good. Best full um, season of Manny. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I could say that because you're talking out of his career or just flip the pod as, as a pod Padres as a pod. Okay. Not his career. Okay. Uh, no, good. No. Um, so to say you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm very, I would be very wrong. That'd be like saying Bryce Harper's best season ever was this season. And it's the second best. It's the second best. Yeah. Um, just Manny's second best season. Uh, third let's see. OPS plus 130 this year. He had 161 in 2020. It was 145 in 2018. I mean, it's right there. You could very well make the, the year that he got traded to the Dodgers. Yeah, and he was a he was going to win AL MVP that year, or he was going to finish in second behind Mike Trout. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just it's really just gonna it's just gonna be running back situation. You just hope that uh you know it's not like they have a lot of money to even play with, right? Uh, they're going to be right by the luxury tax. So yeah. I don't think there's going to be a lot of changes, but, um, you got to hope that you Darvish can bounce back. Cause he's looked horrible ever since the sicky substance ban. And you got to hope that Chris Paddock can, you know, be the good Chris Paddock. Cause we've seen a lot of the time this year <laughs> he's been good. And there's also been a lot of the time this year where he's been really, really bad. So you got to find a way to get that good, consistent Chris Paddock. And got to hope that Denelson Lamette stays healthy. Mike Clevenger also returns next year. I've already said on this podcast, I don't have too high of expectations for him just because it's his second Tommy John surgery, but you could definitely be optimistic about that there. I'm surprised we got through you saying he who shall not be named without Josh saying something about him. What's up? You, he said Chris Paddock, and I didn't hear a Chris Paddock sucks oh. comment inside five. So there we go. Yep. <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's all I was waiting for. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's. I think it's a good way to place to end it. We're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump over to football here, where we have to finish up our divisions because boy, have we really cut this close, um, gentlemen? We have professional football, regular season football in this week. This week, let's go, baby. It's, well, uh, and to be fair, I mean, what Leo referenced earlier in this podcast was that we recorded this last time, and then Leo had to move across the country, and we haven't been able to record since. But whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't wh- start with don't start with that. No, no, no! It's my fault. It's my fault. It's my okay, fault. Okay, but okay. the recording, okay. our recording last time on my computer, it got deleted. Basically, it's my fault. And since then, we haven't been able to catch up. It's my fault. But that's yeah. That's what I mean, happened. It certainly didn't help that when I got out here, by the way, I'm, I, I should have actually mentioned that. I didn't think to, I'm back in Syracuse with Josh. Um, when I got out Ooh. here or wait, no, actually when we recorded that, I feel like I was here when we recorded. You were, no, you oh, were, you were, home. I was okay. So yeah, it took me a very long time to even get internet and my, my setup set up. So that probably didn't help either. Alas, 
we are here. And uh, as football approaches, we will start, we will finish up the division previews. And then next episode, they will hopefully get out before Cowboys bucks. We will have all the superlatives and predictions on all the awards and everything that everyone wants to hear. So they can quote tweet uh, at the end of the season, an audio clip of for fun. Um, Anyways, we will move on. We'll start with the AFC as always, which is Josh's home division, uh, where we will all put the Buffalo Bills at the top, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bars here. Well, we've already recorded this, so like we should already know each other's answers. Yes. Uh, but, uh, it was two weeks ago. I don't remember what you guys said for most of them, to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I don't I don't remember a lot of these <laughs> records. I mean, I know like ballpark where I put them. Uh, I I'll start. I mean, the, the bills are going to go 14 and three. I think 14 and three will, is a, is a good solid one. I think 14 and three is a fair number. We went 13 and three last year and now obviously with the first place schedule, but to be honest with you, I think the concept of the first place schedule is a little deceiving. We were playing Kansas city. No, we weren't playing Kansas city. Anyway, we have to play Kansas city because we're playing the, South. Let me double check the schedule. Actually, Kansas City is in the West, Josh. I know, but I'm forgetting which division we're playing. Yeah, I'm curious. Can you can Um, you tell me who the first place? Because you're gonna play two first place teams. Who are the two? Yeah, no. So you play the AFC South. Regardless of what division they play, they play the Chiefs, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then the Tennessee Titans. But the two teams we're playing from the first place, having a first place schedule, is. Kansas City, which is obviously a challenging game, and Pittsburgh, who we're going to beat. So I'm not too concerned about this first place schedule. Wait. I think it's something the Bills can handle. And I think they go 14 and three, if not 15 and two. Uh, wait. So I, I'm curious because usually in a normal, a normal year before the extra game, you'd play two first place opponents. Yeah, now the, the other first three? place game we added was Washington. Oh, okay. 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 So now it just Actually, extends. Obviously, we all know how okay. I feel about Washington, but. I Is it still at think Washington? The Bills should be able to handle that game. No, it's in Buffalo. I'm actually going to that game. Oh, that's sick. You yeah, want to hide me in your backpack? What? You want me to like? You want to stuff me in like a, a backpack or something? Leo, you're six foot five. Uh, there's big backpacks. It's <laughs> <laughs> a body bag. Uh, but yeah, you, you want to just say that like you have the you have the chain, the Lincoln chain. <laughs> uh, I will put you in a body bag and bring you in with me under one condition. You have to I, stay in the body bag on my back for the entire tailgate, and I will jump through a table back first. Okay, that the, the, these these are just not fair. I thought you were going to say like you have to wear Bill's gear, and I would have just said no. yes. But okay, well, <laughs> looks like uh, you're going to be on my back, and I'm jumping through a table back first. Jeez, it, what is the Bills' win total at? Do you do you hear this? Do you hear this? Put the seam. Listeners, we're, I'm over here trying to be nice and make a split the seam football outing. And, and Josh won't do it unless he gets to throw me through a table. Chivalry's yeah, dead. I want to throw you through a table. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> um, You're going to throw me through the audio Bill's table. Bill's win tomorrow. total is at 11. Really? Wow, we're sh- yes. wow, that's low. Bet the over. Mm-hmm. Hello? I don't bet on the Bills. Oh, okay, I don't that's bet on smart. my either, But um, The only I bet either. I will make on the Bills is Josh Allen winning MVP. Because I truly believe he will win MVP this year. Well, he we'll very well that. could. Nice. That'd be a good pick. I haven't even made my picks for that yet. Uh, all right. So, Don, you... Yeah, that, yeah, that was a little tease for next week. But No, I have them going 13 <laughs> and 4. Because okay. I still think 13 and 4 wins a division. I'd say it yeah, probably gets... certainly the, does. It wins gets them the two or the three seed, not the one seed. Um, and I think that 
the Bills, they're one of the best teams in football. Can I interrupt this discussion real quick while we're talking about the AFC East and quarterbacks? Can we talk about Cam Newton for a second? Oh, yeah. Okay. Where is um, his career going? Uh, he's not going to get signed until he gets vaccinated. That's correct. Or until the NFL no longer requires vaccines. So you could very well take this year off because I said this on a recording last week. I think that Cam Newton still has some football left in him. Granted, it's not a top 20 quarterback anymore or anywhere near the top 10, like he was in his MVP season. But I do think that not being vaccinated is a huge disadvantage for players this year. And a lot of teams that are trying to compete right now, he's not their starting quarterback. So it doesn't matter. And they're not going to want to deal with that for him to be the backup quarterback because you need the backup quarterback in an emergency. And if he's, if he's sidelined starting Saturday afternoon because of a close contact or something, because he's not vaccinated, all of a sudden that emergency blanket is gone and teams don't want to have to deal with that uh, because he's unvaccinated. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, the only teams I could see him like, uh, who who are they starting down in Houston right now? Because Deshaun's well, they play. still have Deshaun, but I don't know if he uh, is Tyrod Taylor. Play. That would Tyrod make Taylor. it to Rod. Yes. Um. Yeah, he's probably gonna take the year off. I mean, I I I, I would I would say he's gonna be back in NFL though. Just don't know when. He's I'm pretty young, right? Like thirty. Get back into the NFL next year. How he would look because I think a year off for him could do a lot of good things for his body, and that could potentially bring him back to prime cam, which I think would be really interesting. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't throw a football for a year, I mean, his shoulder will probably be pretty good. That's my take. I think it's going to be a really interesting season off for him. If he takes it, I mean, if he really gets his body right, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with again. hundred percent. But we'll, I digress. We'll move on. Uh, This is, Oh, I remember. I never. I don't like what Dom's going to say about these other teams. I remember now. Um, yeah, my number do. two team is is uh, is the Miami Dolphins, who are being underrated. Cough, Dom. Um, I have the. I have the Miami. What? Okay. What do I? Yeah. Okay. I have the Miami Dolphins going eleven and six. Um, and listen. First of all, give to us some more time. Yes, to his, he hasn't looked, you know, he has he didn't look great. I'm not gonna lie to you, but just let the guy consistently go play. They're not gonna have give, that. Give to him more time in terms of like give him actual playing time in the organization or give to him more time in terms of the offensive line needs to step up. But yeah, both of those. The the offensive okay. line looks horrible. A hor- horrible I don't know about horrible. It looks what like mid twenties ranked? I mean that's not good. That's not that's, good. That's bad. Horrible is is a three. Is a is a like. All know, right, fine. Okay, that's fine. Like the anyways. Mid. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, he doesn't have that time like he did at Alabama because Tua is one of the best rhythm passers I've ever seen. You saw him get that step back, and when he was on rhythm, he put it on the dude's chest every single every damn time. Single time. Like it was so impressive and. He hasn't been able to do that at the National Football League yet, but I, uh, I'm i not sure that he's going to get the chance to do that this year. That's why I don't have Miami in third. I have them. I mean, I, that's why I don't have them in second. I have them at third. I have the Patriots finishing in second in this division. Okay, okay yeah. Let, I, I, as much as I love Mac Jones, I don't agree with that. I also have Miami at 11 and six. I think they're a so, the much better team, superior defense. Let's go, Josh. 
Yeah, I mean their defense is getting slept on. Jordanian Howard staying is is huge. Um, <clears throat> also, Jadavion there's Howard. What I say? You said like Jordanian. Oh. You said Jordanian. I don't know. It's Xavier um, Howard. You know why I said? You know what I said? I said Jarvian Howard, and it's because of the it's because of something I was doing earlier in the mm-hmm. week. Uh, <laughs> um, Jarvion Howard and Abdul Adams opted out of the 2020 college football season for Syracuse. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what uh, that's exactly what it was. Um, but anyways, Xavier Howard staying is great, and also the skill the skill position for the Dolphins is going to be pretty pretty nice. Jalen Waddle was a great pick. Devontae Parker's still on that team. And Will Fuller. Will Fuller, once he comes back from suspension, will be getting deep shots. And then you got Miles Gaskin, and there's a couple of running backs behind him that are going to look good too. So I'm I'm going to ride high on the Dolphins this year, 11 and 6. Uh, and Josh is too. So, Dom, do you want to talk about yes, why? You 11 think and 6 Patriots? for the Dolphins as well. I agree with you, Leo. <laughs> Let's go. Dom, do you want to talk about why you think why you're wrong and the Patriots are not going to be second? Or sorry, the opposite of that? <laughs> well, I think the Patriots are a better coached team. We've seen that in the past, and we saw that last year. This team last year saw several opt-outs. They saw not great wide receiver play, which they upgraded without a doubt. Uh, They weren't big upgrades, but the offense now has weapons. Jacoby Myers is no longer the number one wide receiver. Like you guys can't sit here and tell me that Jacoby Myers at the one is a good thing. You can't sit here and tell me that Kendrick Bourne at the one's a good thing. Yeah. It's not good, but it's certainly better than Jacoby Myers. And now Jacoby Myers is is, but that's still not good. Right. And their receiving core isn't as good as the Dolphins. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, but I think the offense is going to see some strides this year. I think that now they have found their back in Damian Harris. I think that he's going to be the best running back in this division this year. I think he's going to pop off behind a good offensive line. I think Mac Jones is going to play well considering the circumstances And I think this defense that still played well last year, only allowing 353 points, that's only 15 less points than the Dolphins, or 15 more points than the Dolphins allowed last year. I think that it gets better with the returning of some guys that opted out last year. They also brought in Matt Judon. I think that this team is going to be better than the Dolphins. I have them going 10 and 7. So, Dom, let me ask you, and you can adjust. I'm giving you, I'm I'm such a nice, nice human being. I'm going to give you an update and allow you to adjust your take. Does your take change at all for the fact that Stefan Gilmore will be out until week six? Not Seven. really. I still think their Seven. defense is going to be good. And Stefan Gilmore wasn't that good last year because he was also banged up. All right. I'm, I mean, and they still had a good defense. That's the 2019 defensive player of the year. But um, now listen, I thought we were doing our NFL power rankings this episode, which is fine. Um, maybe we'll do it next episode. I had the Patriots at 18, and I had the Dolphins at 21. So I think these TD 21? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I don't think this is a good team. That's moronic. I'm sorry. Wait, Miami is you, in a, the top 20 in the NFL. Where, where'd you have the Patriots? 18. I'm sorry. That's craziness to not can, have can Miami you, in the top 20. Dom, can you list some teams off that, that are barely above the Dolphins so I can understand this? The Chargers. Okay. I agree. That's a The good Vikings. One. It should be higher. Don't agree. The uh, Titans. Don't agree. Are those like are those like right near where you ranked? I'm literally going in order like from the Dolphins. Oh, okay. I'm okay. Maybe it's not as crazy. The Patriots at 18, which you guys disagree with, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I get that I'm not in the majority there, but I think I'm gonna be right. Um 17, I have the Titans. Don't agree. Okay. 16, I have the Saints. Close. Uh that's 
close. That's a team if, with worse quarterback. That's the team with no, more questionable the, quarterback situation. You haven't seen Jameis play. A f- I that, have that's trust a simple quarterback. That's simply which quarterback do you trust more to me? I'd say I trust Jameis behind that offensive line more than I trust Tua behind and that I, offensive line. I respect that answer. Not sure I agree, but I, I that's can simple. see putting the Dolphins behind. Anyways, Seahawks. You don't even have any weapons. Steelers. Broncos, which I'm higher on the Broncos than you guys are. No, I'd say that's fine. I would put Miami ahead of the Steelers. Okay, we'll see. Well, we're 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 tangenting. Um, that's Josh, what we do here. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it's going a little too far All now. Right. Once we we're having Dom list his uh, imaginary you and I both had New England at three. Yeah, what record do you four. have? We're all okay, putting what, the Jets at four. Well, yeah, but what record do you have the Patriots at? Because we haven't eight and nine. That. I would, I would also agree with eight and nine. Bills too. He got to go. so seven much better this offseason after going seven and nine last year. Yeah, and they're all hurt, and their quarterback play is just as bad. So I don't want to hear it. Okay, they, they still don't have. They don't have any wide receivers. Yeah, I don't. You can, you can't win with just tight ends and checkdowns. What this happens? Was a team that was built for Cam Newton that Mac Jones is going to play for, which I don't like. And don't tell me how good he looked against the Giants' first team defense in training camp. I don't. That's nice, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. I wasn't even paying attention to it, to be honest with you. Fair enough. Um, and then we'll move to the Jets, who will go. They'll win four games. Sure. With Salah, they'll go four and thirteen. Maybe five. Right. We're all. Yeah, I think four and thirteen is fair. All right. I have. Let me see. Zach Wilson's oh, been impressive at training camp. Seven wins, excuse me, and I gave the Jets three. I don't, I don't think uh, I'm not going to give. I'm not ever going to say that Bill Belichick goes double digit losses, but. Would they go fair. last year seven and nine? Yeah, right there. <laughs> so, seventeenth <laughs> um, right. game, man, makes a difference. Does wonders, yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to the NFC uh, East, which is not the NFC least because there's better teams in it now. Actually, yeah, it's going to be better this year than it has uh, been. It's, it's still going to be the worst. Much better this year than last year. Yeah, but it's still the worst NFC division. So it's we, we also never did least. our position. Oh, oh shoot! I, I, totally, receiver. I totally forgot about all that. You're right. Okay. Um, quarterback Josh Allen. Correct. Easy. Yeah, everyone agrees with that, unarguably. Running, Running back. back. If you say, say Damien, Damien Harris, Harris, no, he hasn't played a yeah. snap. Do not say Damien Harris. Yeah, Damien he played Harris. last year, and he averaged more yards per carry than oh, Miles Gaskin. Correct. Damien Harris. Oh, let's pull one stat out. Does Damien Harris do anything in the passing game? Cricket. Uh, no, he game last year. He doesn't Miles have Gaskin. to because they have James White. Miles Gaskin is better. New England like, didn't you, have a passing game last year. <laughs> I can be proven Let's wrong. Let's start with that. I can be proven wrong, and I will openly do once it happens. But Miles Gaskin has earned the right to be called the best running back in this division. You're, you're going to be proven year. wrong. Anyway, okay, moving fine. on. We all agree that Stephon Diggs is the best wide receiver in this division. Well, I I'm not ready to, to move on. These should be off based off of like mostly last year stuff. So if we're in last year, one stat does not make Damian Harris better than Miles Gaskin when Miles Gaskin dominates most of the other stats. Well, I mean, okay, I think that done. when you I'm compare those two, those two, on the field. well, so let me ask you, Leo, what stats did Miles mind. Gaskin start or Miles Gaskin have over him? Uh, I mean, he's just like, I'm, 
he's a way better two-way back in a modern NFL where you want a pass catching back. But you don't need a two-way back when you have James White in the backfield. I mean, so what if I told you that Miles Miles Gaskin had more rushing? You're the one who always says RBBC, RBBC. They have a great RBBC. Yes, so Miles yes, Gaskin that, had RBBC does not matter when you're talking about the best running back. That's not what I'm talking about. I know. I'm ta- I think RBBC is better for offense. Yes, but when I'm talking, uh, about I think backs, Damian Harris would be able to play well in the passing game if they actually used him in the passing game. They just don't because it would be stupid of them to do that. I, I and even when they did I use him in the James passing White game is one last of the year, best pass catching running backs in the NFL. Why would they ever use Damian Harris? Damian Harris Harris had five receptions for 52 yards last year. Like, it's not a high-volume guy. James White is not going to factor into what I think of Damian Harris. That's just bar none. Like, that's that's how it it is. But the Patriots don't ask him to do the the pass catching. And running the football is where I judge my running backs. And when you look at it, Miles Gaskin ran the ball for more times than Damian Harris. And Damian Harris had more rushing yards than him. By over 100 yards. Yeah, well, total yards, who has more? Total yards, it's Gaskin. But Gaskin yes. has way more touches. It's not close. Uh, he he's has more yards. Of course he has more touches. He, he was getting balls passed to him. And the attempts, the difference in attempts of pure rushes is five yards, is five attempts. And, uh, and Harris has this 100 also, more this rushing also yards. A guy, this is a guy who scored two touchdowns last season, total. That's fine. Their offense sucked. Correct. Right, let's move on. This can go in circles all day. We think Damian Harris is the better running back. Leo disagrees. Moving on. Just don't come Stephon me off mid, is- mid talk next time. We can it will, we can move on. You, you, you want to move on to Stefan Diggs like in the middle of my thing about Miles Gaskin. We can have this argument all day. He wants to get his boy hyped up. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about this for three seconds because we're all going to agree that Stephon Diggs is the best. I know, but let me division. talk about the we're here to talk about sports. Don't cut me off when I'm trying to make my argument for one guy. Yes, Stephon Diggs is the best receiver in this division by far. Bar none. There's no one close. Easy. Agreed. All right. Defense. Easy. Miami. You could. Uh, I don't know if Gilmore out hurts. Uh, you could say Pats Miami. and I would ex- respect the, respect the argument. Uh, but I will say Miami. I think it's Miami, but I don't think new England's going to be that far behind them. And neither will the bills either. Neither will the bills either. Yeah. I just forgot about that. Um, all right. But um, we all agree Miami. And then what is it? It's head coach. Yeah. Head coach. And then underrated player. It's Bill Belichick. He's the best head coach in the National Football League. In the history of the league. (laughs) All right. And then underrated player. I cheated. I put two. Micah Hyden, Jordan Poyer. Don't get enough respect. One of the best safety tandems in the National Football League. If not the best. Don't get enough respect. Micah Hyden, Jordan Poyer. Micah Hyden is not underrated. Poyer is, though. Poyer is. This is the uh, same debate we had last time recorded. This. Micah Hyde is not underrated, but he is, you're wrong. he's good. He's good. He's not underrated. He does not get the respect that he deserves. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. But Dom, who's your underrated player? I had Marcus May safety for the jets. I, I think that he's that. one of the few shining stars on that team. And uh, if their team didn't suck so badly, he'd be getting a lot more attention. That's another good He's one. He's disgusting. He really is. That's yeah. That's a good one. My underrated player, Zach Wilson. 
<laughs> I just want, I just wanted to get some, I just wanted to, I just wanted to get some. I, I looked up, I'm like, what? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, this, this was tough, but, uh, I actually have Marcus May down here as well. So I don't, I don't really, you throw me a curveball. I, I, I don't know who to say off the top of my head. I want to say Xavier Howard, but he's just not underrated. You can't say Xavier Howard. Um, right. I mean, he led the league in interceptions last year. It's hard to be underrated. I will say Devonte Parker because he gets underrated a good amount. Um, he is he he can go off in games. His problem is consistency, but when he's on, he's a very very good receiver. I always re- I will always remember him uh, torching my Eagles for like two hundred and fifty yards one time. So I'll say Devonte Parker. I, don't forget about him just because they drafted Jalen Waddle. I'll say that we'll go with that one. It's not my best. Uh, all right, so that is the AFC East. We'll move on to the NFC least. East. NFC uh, beast. I wish. Some years it has been. Um, we will start with the number one spot, which I believe we will all put the football team at. Absolutely. Yeah. Clearly, the Washington football team is the best team in this division. Um. They're playing a first place schedule too. I'm I'm gonna say eleven and six. I have them at twelve wins. Twelve is twelve is a little too much for me because their offense is gonna be a little I don't know how much I trust. It's gonna be average. It's gonna be the best defense in football. Right. And I believe in Fitzy. I always have and I always will. Fitzy is just wildly inconsistent. Uh if we're being real. Correct. But if he can, um, I think he's going to be able to put it together. He's got some weapons around him that I really like. I love Terry McLaurin. I love Antonio Gibson. Logan Thomas is my guy out there. I have a lot of faith in this Washington team this year. I really do. Was Logan Thomas a Buffalo Bill at one point? He was. That's where he started okay. his career. There you go. That's why. I knew I, I, knew I was go. dumb. Let's go. Um, so, Dom, what do you have a Matt? Yeah, I have the football team at 11 and 6 as well. I think they win the division. It's not going to be comfortable, but I do think they win it. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the second spot where I will be talking about the Hard Knocks team. I believe the Dallas Cowboys will finish second. Um, I'm hesitant to give them double-digit wins. Ooh. You should be. Uh, I'll go 9-8. and eight. They're going to be over 500. Them, I have them going 10-7 and seven and making the playoffs. Okay. Close. You think they grab a wild card spot with the way the NFC West is going to look? Close. I think they grab the last wild card spot. I do. That's fair. Yeah, they have I the, got the Giants at second. That's. I think they could be. A I remember that. Uh, oh god, that's so gross. Uh, nine and eight. That's so nine gross. and eight. I'll say. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but they're close. I believe in Daniel Jones. You believe in some interesting quarterbacks in this division, man. Saquon's back. Kenny Galladay's there now. I mean, he's got Saquon weapons around him. Is Saquon, is Saquon even cleared for week one? Yes. Is he? Yes. Okay. Well, um, uh, I believe. I still don't. I still. Uh, that offensive line is, is league average. The defense has some nice pieces. I'll give them that. Defense is good. I think the defense can be in the back end of the top 10. At, at for the all. Giants they were last year, they were? Were last year. Yeah. yeah they were good yeah they were a really good defense last year uh i i don't i don't i'm, Blake I'm martinez I'm was one of the best linebackers martinez, in the NFL last year. Uh, that that was a good one but outside of that i think they had a lot of guys he led the nfl playing. in tackles if i'm remembering okay. correctly right okay 
I don't James know. James Bradbury had a breakout year. Yes, but see, that, this is my point. That defense was a lot of players that played over their heads. So I don't I know. I just got trust. to New York and played over their heads. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's something where they get to New York, they enjoy playing with Judge. They're like in that environment and they're comfortable. Oh, yeah. There. I also remember no, nobody, nobody's having fun in training camp over there either. Um, <clears throat> I was fun. Jones. Oh, I'm sure. Um, that's why the Giants don't have fun. That's why the Giants don't have fun. Uh, so, yeah, Dallas. Dallas is a nine and eight. Uh, th- th- listen, this is the this is the NFL of high-powered offenses when you regular seasons, and then defenses when you playoff games. So, the Cowboys are going to have one of the best offenses in the league, hands down. Dak is, you know, still on track to play the first game and should maybe might even break records to be honest with the people around him. So I will, I will unbiasedly give them nine and eight, even though I hate them. And then we'll move on to three. I got the Cowboys at three. They're getting six wins. What? Their defense is awful. Okay, Josh. Oh my God. You want to talk horrible defense, horrible defense. They will be bottom three in the league. Mm. Six wins for the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Yes, yeah, six wins for the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy gets fired in the middle of the season. That is wow. I can't wait to look back on this. I mean, that's music to my ears, but also you hope I'm right. Well, of course I do, but I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think the rational part of me doesn't think you're right in any stratosphere. Um Dom, do you have I think you you have the Giants here? Yeah, I do have the Giants here. I have the Giants at six and ten. All right. Uh, this is this is my. Where is it? I'm trying to find my team biasy card here. Oh, okay. Here we go. Um, you can call this one team biasy. That's fine. I'll eat my words if it happens. I've been keeping up with too much Eagle stuff to not go this direction at this point. I'm going to be the woeful optimist here. I'm going to say the Eagles finish seven and ten in third place. Come on. Um, Come listen, on. This is, you really think that team is better than the Giants? Oh yes, I hundred percent. That's do. craziness. That's that's not craziness. That's lunacy. Lunacy is a word. I don't agree with Leo, but I don't think they're far off. I don't. I don't know where I, this team has nice pieces in spots. It, it it will literally just come down to Jalen Hurts, who I think can win seven games. They were separated by a game and a half last year, and both teams. And that's with one team got much better this offseason. The Giants did not get, they got better in offensive skill positions. Yes. But Kenny Galladay has a track record of getting hurt a lot. And so does Mr. Barkley. So we'll see about that. I'm going to be, I'm going to be woefully optimistic here. Okay. Listen, I think you get a, you get a a, a full season of Jalen Rager. He'll be better. I'm not going to say he's going to be crazy good. Miles Sanders is a top 10 NFL running back. Yes. He is. Offensive line when fully healthy is a top 10 offensive line. Uh, I yeah. will stand by that. They have the best guard in football, arguably a top three. Brandon Brooks. That's not true. That's he's, he might be top three. He might be top three. He's not the best. Certainly okay. not the best. Zach Martin and Quilton Nelson are better than him. Okay. Quilton Nelson is the best guard in the league. Okay, so I, I, I said top three. Okay, top three. Uh, that offensive line is 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 great. Uh, they're also very deep, which is a difference from last year. If uh, Kelsey gets hurt, you have Landon Dickerson step step in. Uh, you have nasty. tackles. He's, He's nasty. Good. 
He's very good. Uh, and then you have Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, who is now on the change. This is the uh, this is the new Zach Ertz, the one that says, I want to retire in Philadelphia. I'm never leaving. I'm Let's glad we got all that behind us. Why wouldn't that's going to it's going to it's the truth. Um, you can be salty. He's not going to be a Buffalo Bill all you'd like. Uh, and then you go to the defense. Steven Nelson was one of the sneakiest signings. He was really good in 2019. You pair him with great signing have to play cornerback. He doesn't have to be a starting quarterback. Sorry, QB one. Cause you have Darius Slay. The defensive line will be borderline top 10 per usual. And the linebackers are suspect, but listen, they're playing an easiest schedule, especially towards the end of the year where I think they can rattle off seven wins. And I don't like the giants this year. So I'm going to optimistically put the Eagles at seven and 10 third place. That's a big mistake. Okay. I think it's a mistake. The Giants aren't much better. Well, like I said, I like, I'm not going to read off my power rankings. I had the Giants at 24 and I had the Eagles at 26. So I don't think they're that far off. There you go. And I think that there's a big drop off from the Eagles and then the bottom six teams in the league. Oh, that warms my heart. Thanks, Dom. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Anyways, I said I have the Giants going six and ten. I have the Eagles going five and twelve. I think that Jalen Hurts is going to be okay this year. He's Wait, gonna run six, the ball a lot. Six and eleven. Sorry, six and eleven. Yeah. Sorry. And then five and twelve. Yes. There you go. Good catch. Um, you know, the Eagles are gonna be they're gonna win the games they need to win. They'll probably rattle off one or two wins uh at Lincoln Financial that they have no business winning, but that's what they do. And they'll, they'll be okay. All right. Uh, and then I'll, I have the giants going six and 11. Um, I don't trust Dan, Danny dimes at all. I'm sorry. I think some of these defensive players like Mr. Bradbury regress. And I don't think Saquon and Saquon Barkley and Kenny Gall, they, one of them is going to end up injured for at least half of this season, if not more. And outside of and outside and I also think they have a worse O line. They have the worst O line in the division. Um, yeah, probably. And they still have a. It's decent. Probably it's around not, par offensive line. Yeah, it's par, but it's yeah. And then uh, yeah, so this is what it comes down to. To be honest with you, it's it's. I think they have the worst quarterback play and the worst O line. I definitely don't think they have the worst quarterback play. I think Jalen Hurts will shock people. And that's part of my willful optimism. I know you don't agree. Um, so that's where I have them. I'll have them at 6 and 11. I'll be the first to admit if I'm wrong, per usual. But it's not going to be for a bit. I mean, I don't care if they start 2-0. and oh, We'll see who they play. But, Josh, tell me why you think the Eagles are going to go 4 and, what, 13, you're about to say? Yeah, 4 and 13. I don't believe in Jalen Hurts. It's really that simple. I, I don't think he's the guy. I think you'll look for someone else in the next draft. That could be a possibility. All right. Well, there. Uh, then we'll move on to the. Uh, we'll move on to the awards. The best quarterback in this division. Can I ask you a stupid question before we get to that? I was thinking about something. I heard something from a while back. Back when the whole Foles Wentz thing was going on, and I had the opinion that creating Carson Wentz was the right move. <laughs> mm-hmm. And looking back on it now, do you think it would have been? It depends when, like, because it depends on when, uh, when, oh, you mean like after the Super Bowl? Yes. Because you would have gotten four or five first round picks, probably. I mean, like, yeah, I, Hall. hindsight's 2020. Yeah. yeah, it would have been. And of course, Foles wouldn't have worked out either. But you know what? Winston, you would have had the assets. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, hindsight 2020. Yes. We should have traded him 
Uh, I just want to see if you'd agree with that. Oh, of course. I was curious. Okay, continue. So we'll move on to, I guess, awards for the divisions. Uh, best quarterback, we're all going to say Dak Prescott. Correct. Yeah. Easy. Got to stay healthy, but yes. Move on to the running backs, uh, which I think now that we know someone's playing week one, it's Saquon. Saquon. It's clearly. Uh, but it's got to stay healthy. Same got to stay healthy. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, the the running back play in this in this division is pretty good. It's very good, actually. You could have you could have three running backs finish as top ten running backs in this division. Wouldn't be that crazy. And Zeke's not a part of that. Oh no, no, I was talking about Sanders, Gibson, and I know. Just want to make that clear. And I mean Zeke. Zeke has at times, and I mean in the very near past, been a top ten running back. So uh, the running, I mean, this is probably honestly the best running back division. Not that that matters because running backs don't matter, but yeah, well, that's actually a good. That's a good question. Best running back division. Uh, it might be this. I mean, you could. It you might could, be the AFC this, North. Uh, the AFC North. Yeah. What about the, do you mean the NFC North? No, because the AFC North. You talk about Chubb, Kareem Hunt, J.K. Dobbins, well, who's hurt, Dobbins unfortunately. Hurt, I guess not. Yeah. Najee I, Harris. I was going to say, say the, NFC, the NFC North could be a shot because you have two of the top five guys up there. You have Jones. Dalvin Cook and Aaron Cook. Jones. But then, but then you have, and David Montgomery's solid. DeAndre solid. Swift's solid. You could use that same argument with the South because you have CMC and Kamara over there. But Atlanta has Mike Davis. I think it's, I think it's the NFC East. Yeah, because they have three Probably. guys who could finish top ten. Yeah, that's also because I'm higher on Miles Sanders than a lot of people are. And I we, like Antonio we, too. I think he's really good. Well, he's your running. He's your running back. We Dom. Okay, he's your Don't running back. That. So. Yes. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> Just get on the boat with me and shut up. Okay, we're we're gonna start paddling. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyways, right. um, wide receiver. It is Amari Cooper. Yes. Yes. Who's criminally underrated? People are talking too much about. I, I wouldn't say he's criminally underrated. People are talking. Okay, people are talking like CD Lamb's going to be the best receiver on the Cowboys, and they're not realizing that Mari Cooper's coming off back-to-back thousand-yard seasons and is still the wide receiver one there. That's my problem with CD Lamb. Still could be the best wide receiver on that team. I think he's going to have a monumental he's, year. I really do. Really, he'll be really good. But I, people need to like remember who Mari Cooper is. Don Terry McLaurin is the best wide receiver in this division. Oh shoot. I forgot about. I'm not going to fight you on that. I don't agree, but I'm not going to fight you. They're both. All three of those guys are really good. Oh no, it's 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 scary, Terry. I'm changing. Yeah, what the heck, dude? Had I think it's Amari, but I'm not going to fight you. Dude had a thousand two hundred yards with a carousel of Alex Smith, Tyler Henneke, and Dwayne Haskins throwing at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Henneke. Thank you. Um, Welcome. I'll I'll go scary, Terry. It's not an Amari Cooper dick either. Future member of uh, Amari Cooper also did deal with <laughs> last year with four games of Dak Prescott and then Andy Dalton and Ben. Yeah, Dinesi. yeah, that's a good shout. Let's uh, make that. He had the uh, the privilege of having Dak Prescott throw the ball to him with the worst defense in the league for the first five weeks of the season, though. Mm-hmm. That's worth. Yeah, that's a good. All right, we'll move on to defense. Football team, hundred percent, best in the league. Shout. All right, and then we'll move to head coach, where it's the only, it's the only. There's only, there's no one out. It's Ron Rivera, right? Easy shout. Um, and then we'll move on to underrated player. Dom, give me an underrated player. 
have Jonathan Allen of the Washington football team. I don't think a lot of people realize how good he is. And that's because he plays in the Washington defense that has a lot of big names on it, but this dude's he did get paid and he's come in. And ever since he's come in, he's produced, he's been a baller up front and big part of the reason why that defense was really good last year. And they made the playoffs. Nice. I'm going to stay with the football team for my underrated player. Logan Thomas has the potential to, he could end up as a top three tight end in the, in the league by the end of the year. And people are, are kind of forgetting that he's there just because Kyle Pitts got drafted. Logan Thomas is a, uh, is a very, very good tight end. And uh, with also better quarterback play, I could see him sprout and have a breakout Darren Waller last year esque season possibly. So, so Logan Thomas is my shout for whose fantasy player. team was uh, Logan Thomas on last year. No one cares about your fantasy team. Yeah, Dom. He was on the he was on the mother effing champs, baby. Uh, I'll stick with Washington here. I know you guys didn't agree with my underrated player oh, when we I've... recorded this previously, but in terms of where I think of him in comparison to where the rest of the world thinks of him, Chase Young is criminally underrated. I think he will be one of the best players at his position in the history of the National Football League. Uh, I forgot about that. Wow. Oh my God. I truly believe that he is unbelievable. Uh, he is. You're right. He is unbelievable. He's great. He's great. I, I, think, uh, I most... think he will be one of the best players at his position in NFL history. He's very great. And I'm not afraid to say that. <sighs> he's, he's very great. I've but, said uh... that about maybe two or three people in my lifetime of watching sports. And I think Chase Young. And, and two of those. Is Fernando Tatis Jr. one of them? Probably, yeah. And and you said you said another one on this Mahomes. podcast as well. Yeah, Mahomes. Yeah. But I think everyone well, else believes that. I think that's clear. I mean, nothing's clear. In three years as a starter, he's at least made the AFC Championship game every year. Yes, but... And has won an MVP in a Super Bowl. Yeah, but that's not enough to be one of the greatest all-time at, at, at your position. Of course Especially it's we're talking not. about quarterback. That's what I'm saying. But it's, it's, not certainly cl- it's not clear. the best first three years anyone has ever had. By a mile. Yeah, off the top of my head. Yeah. I, His I worst year is 4,000 yards, and he missed two games due to injury that year. Yeah. I listen, and, I, I, I am with you guys <laughs> on this one. I'm just saying the idea that we're giving him, we're crowning him goat of the quarterback position now, it's not clear. No, I'm not. I agree, but I think he'll get there. Yeah. Oh, and then also need to throw it out because I remember I said this 18 times last time, but Chase Young is an underrated. <laughs> but Okay. He's not underrated, but uh, I think people aren't, he won't be after this year. <laughs> Once he shows up, I don't think he will be, but this is the defensive rookie of the year, correct? Yeah, he was. Yes. Rookie okay. of the year. Like it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I mean, okay. Tell that to him. Uh, tell that to him. I mean, no, it's great for a rookie, but like you're not hanging that up in Canton. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that is uh, that's where I think he'll be one day. Okay. All right. I'm not going to say that a year in, but all right. Yeah. Um. So that does it for uh, that does it for our our football segment. So we'll move on to final thoughts and get you all out of here. And so I can go eat some food. Um, Josh, you want to kick us off with final thoughts? I'm really hungry. Um. I didn't think of a final thought. So I'm just going to go with the classic golf final thought tour championship going on right now. And it's absolutely phenomenal. 
you're in for a nice head-to-head matchup coming up with Patrick Cantley and John Rahm after a nice head-to-head matchup last week with Patrick Cantley and Bryson DeChambeau. I think this head-to-head matchup with the two of them high up the leaderboard is going to be really, really interesting. I think Rahm ends up pulling it out. I'm rooting for Cantley. They're both very talented players. Rahm, of course, coming from behind, started four shots behind due to the staggered scoring in the historic championship. Now only one shot back, two days left to go. I think he ends up getting it done, but this is going to be fun to watch for the next couple of days. All right, Dom. Final Last thought. time I get to give a golf final thought. That's not true because the Ryder Cup's coming up soon. But and also, well, hopefully, also, you know, wait, guys, love football final thoughts. Um, I'm just realizing this. When is our one year anniversary? I mean, it's oh. coming up. I think it's it, I think we recorded. Week. No, we or, didn't. Do we? Do we? Do we start? We recorded we week one. Yeah. Yeah, that was our first episode. We gotta, we, yeah. we, we gotta like think of something, right? Like, okay, that's we'll for another time, but yeah, that's it's pretty monumental to be honest with you. If you think about it, uh, Dom, anyways, final thoughts. My final thought is it's almost week one NFL season time, like Leo mentioned, best time of year, you know, baseball season is coming down to the wire, it's almost bit postseason baseball. NFL starting college football has already started. I got to attend the Arizona state Sun Devil football game for the first time in a year and a half. It was a ton of fun poison. It looked so great, but they were playing Southern Utah. So it didn't matter. They won by 27. Um, basketball it's coming soon. I mean, it's not there yet, but it'll be here eventually. And then also college basketball too. And then hockey for those who are interested in hockey. Uh, but it's also the fantasy football season and I will be ready to defend my crown with our draft on Tuesday. Um, I can't wait. Uh, Nobody cares about your fantasy. I've the, no one cares my about final thought then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can't wait. I have the 11th pick in the draft. we got some guys that I'm eyeing and oh. hopefully I'll be able to, uh, yeah, no, it sucks. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to defend my crown. All right. So, uh, sorry, sorry, everyone listening and Josh, but, uh, my final thoughts, also fantasy football related. Uh, we talked about football. No cares about I, don't your to, fantasy team. I, I don't need to run through it again, but, uh, you know, it's, it's nice sitting up here with the number one overall pick shout out. Any of you listening who are get the blessing of Christian McCaffrey on your team. Uh, it should be fun. Fantasy football seems to get bigger and bigger every year. And it's, it's nice to see because, you know, you watched, you watch shows like the league, and you saw where like fantasy football was and, 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 and old times. And now we're here. It's, it's nice. I mean, DraftKings goes crazy with it. There's so many great applications for it. it, it it's a fun time. And I know people fall off on it, but fantasy football really adds another element for a lot of people. So don't forget about fantasy football season. If you have some friends at home, just ask to start up a, a league and have some fun with it. You know, it, it builds character. That's what I'll leave it off on. Uh, that will do it, though, for episode 43 of the Split the Scene podcast. We will be back with you, hopefully, hopefully before kickoff on Thursday night, Cowboys Bucks, where we will talk about some more updates on the postseason hunt for baseball. And uh, we will do a lot of superlatives for the NFL season, some MVPs, all the awards, hot takes galore. And then the week after that, well, we're going to return back to the old format where we pick every game. We throw out hot takes. We pick spreads. It's all, it's all back. I forgot about the hot takes. Oh, it's all, it'll all, it'll all be, be back. Fun. 
And uh, we'll hopefully have something fun planned for what we're going to deem. I'm going to deem it now. The week one episode will be our, our, our one year anniversary. So hopefully we'll think of something. So back. Good. So back, baby. Football's back, baby. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Stay safe.